0: That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by the Blessed and Bossed Up Society. If you've ever felt alone in your journey and wanted to be around women who get it, women who love God and are about their business, Blessed and Bossed Up Society is for you. This membership community gives you a ton of resources from myself as well as outside experts to help you grow in your faith and your business. To learn more, visit www.blessedandbossedup.com community. Again, that's blessedandbossedup.com community. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I want to say thank you guys so much for all of your shares, your kind words, your DMs, the ratings and everything that you um, post about the show. Please continue to share the podcast. Um, leave us a review on iTunes so people can see what the podcast is all about, who may be interested. Um, I wanted to let you guys know I did something different last, last week. Called the Blessed and Bossed Up After Show, and I did it on my Periscope, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes. And um, what it pretty much is is a lot of times after I listen to listen back to the podcast or read your DMs and think about just kind of reflect on how the podcast was because. The podcast, this show is, is Holy spirit led. I have my notes. I have the things I want to discuss, but I pray, I told you guys this before I pray before I hit record and I ask God to have his way with this show. And a lot of times what that happens is uh, what happens as a result of that is I may talk about things I didn't intend to. I may stay on a subject that I didn't intend to. And it's really not me speaking, but it's God speaking through me. So when that happens, listening back to the show was new to me because I didn't even expect to say a lot of the things that was said and um with the after show it allows me to kind of say some of my follow-up thoughts as a result of what may have been said on the show and and after reading dms and things a lot of times I still have some points I want to make and the after show allows me to kind of get that out without having to do a full podcast episode so follow me on Periscope and it's going to be there. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The link to that is going to be in the show notes as well. I have a lot of amazing things that I'm working on for my YouTube channel. God has been pushing me to do YouTube for so long long and I have been like I'm um, good love and joy for so long because I just I'm just overwhelmed by it to be honest but um I'm definitely somebody who is big on integrity so I have to be obedient even in the things I really don't want to do um so definitely subscribe to my YouTube and some amazing things that's going to be happening in the upcoming months and I'm so excited to tell you guys this so before we get into the show I told you guys last year that I'm going to be going on tour and I'm telling you right now, we're going on tour starting in June. The cities are, drum roll, please, I don't even feel like finding a sound effect for that. But the cities are going to be, of course, the D.C. area. We're going to go to Chicago, Atlanta, and Dallas. Four cities between June and September. Tickets are going to be on sale very soon. So I'm telling y'all the cities so you can decide which city you're going to come to. So you can call your girls, but start saving your coins. This is not a drill. Blessed and Bossed Up is going on tour. And it's not just about to be a live show. I've been to live shows for podcasts that I like. And, um... When I've been to these live shows, it's kind of like the podcast, but in person. So you sit down in a uh, theater or something, and then the host are on stage basically doing the same thing they do on the show. And that's all well and dandy, but I wanted something bigger for this show. I wanted something to where people are able to walk into this atmosphere and have an experience with God, something that's indescribable. And so um, I'm super excited the way that God has really provided the vision for this tour. Like I've been getting visions about this tour. I've been writing them down. I'm going to be doing it with Kavaya of the, she who was called mobile app. She's going to be joining me on the tour and God has been speaking to her about the tour. And there's not many things. And I'm probably going to talk about this later in the show. There's not many things I get nervous about. I'm kind of one of those people who's like, I'd rather just do it than worry about what if, you know, I'd rather worry about what if I don't, as opposed to what if I do. And so because of that, um, Thankfully, I'm able to just do a lot of things without really being too afraid of it. But there's two things that I've been afraid to do: um, th- my book and this tour. And the the the, the way the book hasn't impacted people's lives is a testament to why I was so nervous and why the enemy didn't want me to put it out. Um, and then this tour is just a different level of nervousness for me because. I don't know. I guess it's because I'm not doing this in my own strength. This is truly something that is being orchestrated by God. So much so to where there's people reaching out to me like, who knows that I'm going on tour? Um, Who's like, hey, I want to sponsor I ain't even reached out to them, but like, hey, I want to sponsor. I want to support this vision in any way that I can. We have an event planner, an amazing event planner on board that I'll be announcing to you guys soon. Um, And then it's just so many things, man. God has just provided so much with this tour so far. And I'm just telling y'all, this is going to be something that, You've never experienced before. This is going to be something I've never experienced before. And the way God has just been pouring into me about this tour and the impact it's going to make is like it's next level. So, anyway, I'll, I'll tell you guys more about the dates um, and things like that in the upcoming weeks. But for right now, we are going to the DC area, of course. Got a rep for the home team, um, Atlanta, Chicago, and Dallas. If you're interested in sponsoring, shoot me an email, Tatum at TatumTamiya.com, and um, I will send you over all the information regarding that. But yes, we're going on tour, y'all. Secure your wigs, save your coins, because I want to meet you in person and give you a huge, huge hug for the way that you supported this show and I also want to pour into you in person because God wants to do something in the lives of those who are connected to this blessed and bossed up vision and I'm just excited that he's going to use me as a vessel this is in short this is somewhere that you need to be and then lastly before we get into the show I wanted to tell you guys about my new audio devotional It's free it's called Anchor diving deeper in your faith and your business. And this is an audio devotional, which means instead of like the traditional devotionals, where you read them um, every single day, it's audio. So imagine Um, a five to 10 minute sermon that it gives you the boost that you need in the middle of your week, or just gives you that word that you need to get through the hump of your week. This is what this audio devotional is all about. They're going to be sent out on Wednesdays. So you'll still have your podcast on Mondays. And then as the week goes on and, and life happens and things get a little bit heavier, this audio devotional is going to provide you with that inspiration that you need, as well as give you some practical things to do so that you can continue to dive deep and put that anchor um, in your faith and your business. Put that anchor in God's word as it relates to your faith your faith, and your business. The link to that is going to be in the show notes as well. So I think that's it for my little announcements. My birthday is on Sunday, y'all. I turned 27. I cannot believe... I'm only 27 or I'm only about to be 27. I feel a good 35 <laughs> just because of the way that that God has used me so much in such a short amount of time. Like I can't even, I don't know, know—it—it it, turning 27 just makes me excited because I'm like, wow, God, if you can do all of this in 26 years, I can't even wait to see what you're going to do as my life continues to go on um, and I continue to serve you. So I'm just excited about this birthday and all of the things that God has in store for me next. So moving into today's episode, um today's the title of today's show is going to be called Doers. Because the last few weeks we've talked a lot about various things. Last week we talked about speak the name, the importance of being bold about God, the importance of not engaging in these new age practices. The week before that we talked about being anchored, um, taking the mask off, and really anchoring our lives and the things that we do in the Word of God. And then we talked about before that leaning not on your own understanding. So I'm talking about all of these things over the last few weeks, and the one thing that I never want to do is to be the person that pumps you up to do nothing I don't want you to listen to the show and share it and be like yes this is this was so good Tatum said this so this really spoke to me or whatever and then you go back to doing the same things that you've been doing I'm not here to make you feel good I'm here to help you change your life And so if there isn't any action involved with changing your life, then in my opinion, I failed. Of course, I can't do things for you. There's only so much I can do, but I really want to stress the importance of you being doers. And I have two scriptures that we're going to be anchored in, pun intended, um, for this episode. And the first one is James 1, 22 through 25. It says, but don't just listen to God's word. And I'm reading out the New Living Translation. It says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and you don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So then the next one is James 2, 14, 14, excuse me, through 26. And this one is in the New Living Translation as well. And the the subject of this one is the faith without works or faith without good deeds is what this one says is dead. So it says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds, or I will show you my faith by my works. You can use good deeds and works interchangeably. Verse 19, you say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac at the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened just as the scriptures say. Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab, the prostitute, is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so is faith without good works. So there are a lot of you guys who listen to this show, get pumped up, and then that's where it stops. There are also some of you who may listen and get good information and continue to to build on that information. So you may buy the books I recommend. You may buy my journal. You may have read my book. You may look into the scriptures, but are you doers of the word? What do you do with all of the information that's being poured into you in your everyday life and in your business? Are you living out what the word of God says? You have to ask yourself this because there are things that God wants to do in your life that can't happen until you become a doer of the word. If we go back to the first scripture I read, so James 1 um, verse 25, it says, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So there are key words in here. It says, if you look carefully into the perfect law and and if you do what it says. So if you're reading your Bible, you're reading these books, you're listening to the podcast, you're praying and all of these things and then if you do what it says, so then when it comes to implementing something in your business that God told you to do and you actually do it because there's still something you have to do on your end. So if you do these two parts, If you study the word and do what it says, then God will bless you for doing it. So there's some prerequisites to the things that we're asking for. And so that's why I wanted to do this podcast, because there are a lot of you who feel like you're hitting a roadblock. You feel like you've been listening to the podcast. You feel like, yes, that's a good way to say it. Thank you, guys. So you feel like the works that you're doing are right, but it's misplaced. You feel like that you're doing the good deeds because you're listening to um, sermons or you're going to church on Sundays or you're opening your Bible. You think that that's the work that he's talking about. But the work that being a doer means doing what the word says. So the works that you're doing the going to church and the reading and reading your Bible and things like that, those are part of seeking God. Those are part of the first part of the scripture where it says, um, looking carefully into the perfect law that sets you free. That's that part. But the doer part is implementing the things that you learned in your life. And that's where a lot of us get caught up at It's when we seeking God and doing all of this and then he tells us to do something. We're like, oh, no, that's too hard. I'm not going to do that. That's being disobedient. Or if God tells us to do something and we keep putting it off, we keep procrastinating. That's still disobedience. Procrastination is still disobedience. It's either you do it or you don't. Trying trying doesn't exist. I can't try to record this podcast. I either recorded it or I didn't. You can't try to be obedient. You either do it or you didn't. It's It's no lukewarm. It's hot or it's cold. So we have to make that transition from just being hearers of the word to being doers of the word. And with our generation, it's like it's almost celebrated to be lukewarm. Like it's it's OK if you go to church and get pumped up and, and you got your hands raised and, and everything is good. And as soon as you lo- lo- leave church, you go to brunch and you get drunk with your friends. Or the second somebody makes you mad, everything that you learned is just going out the window because now you got to cuss them out or be petty. Like, it's important, y'all, that we be doers of the word. That's what's going to allow us to get to the next level. That's what's going to push us into the territory that God has prepared for us. No longer can we be one foot in and one foot out. I always talk about making a decision. So when it comes to being a doer, we have to decide that we're going to do what the word says and not just hear it. So keep in mind, though, that this isn't just about faith. This is about business, too. There are a lot of you who have countless who've had countless consultations with coaches. You've taken every online class. You've done everything on your little list of what you think you need to be a successful entrepreneur. And then you done prepared, prepared, prepared all this stuff that you felt like you should do. And you never just do. You've created the business plan, the marketing plan, you don't watch this live, you don't follow this person, you don't went to this networking event, you done did all of these fluffy things, and you ain't even filed for your business license, or you ain't even form formulated your business legally, you've done everything but do the thing that you say that you want to do. It, that doesn't make sense, that's not going to work. And like I said last week, there's a lot of you guys who have babies who are full term. You have businesses that are ready to launch, that God is giving you everything that you need. You have ministries that need you. He's giving you everything, but you're aborting them instead of just pushing. You're aborting, they're procrastinating as opposed to just getting it done, as opposed to just being a doer. So I got four points for you guys on how you can make this transition from being just a hearer of the word to being a doer of the word. So the first thing is you got to figure out where those roadblocks are. There's something stopping you from going from um, hearing to doing. There's something that's blocking you from completion. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but you have to identify it. That's the first thing. And this requires you to get offline. Put down all of the things that you don't pump yourself up to to make you feel like you're being productive. Put everything down and get to know yourself self awareness I suggest I highly suggest everybody goes back and listen to the um podcast self awareness is the key to success. Rest in peace to Chris Daniel, who was the guy who I interviewed on that episode um but I highly suggest you go back and listen to that episode because self-awareness is so important. It's one of the most powerful traits that you can have as a person. And if you don't know what's blocking you from going from a hearer of the word to a doer of the word, then you're going to always be stuck. So you really got to put everything down and figure out what it is that's blocking me. And one of the biggest things that the enemy uses to block us is fear. Because at the end of the day, once you're being obedient to the word of God, you're constantly in a state of unknown. That's what faith is, confidence of things unseen. So so you got to get used to the fact that you ain't going to know everything like that's a part of the territory. When God told Abraham to leave his family, leave his country to go to the place that he tells him to go to, he, he did not know where he was going. When God came and appointed David, who was minding his business as king, he didn't know what it took to be king. He was a shepherd. He didn't know what what God had in store for him. He he didn't know how much he was going to have to go through to be king when he actually went to the palace to work for Saul, who was the king at the time. And then Saul got jealous of him and was trying to kill him and all of these things. And David was on running for his life like. I'm sure he didn't know, like, hold on. God told me I was going to be king. God sent me on this mission and he not told me, but God anointed me as king. Like, hold on. What's, what's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm out here in a cave. Like if you read the Psalms of David, you can kind of see the mindset that he was in, but it's like, you got to think about that stuff. There are everybody in the Bible that God called to be great. had to live in a state of unknown and it is no different for us. We got the fear of the unknown is should not paralyze us It's in fact, it's an opportunity for us to realize how amazing God is for as long as you're obedient, you will always be taken care of. So we have to identify you guys what these roadblocks are and get out of this mindset of we got to know everything because we don't. That's what the Bible says that that his word is like a lamp upon our feet. So if we've taken that first step, we just wait for the next word. And then we allow that to light the path as opposed to trying to figure everything out on us on our own. That's not what faith is. So back to the point, we have to identify where the roadblocks are. And so, like I said, fear a lot of times is the biggest thing. And Second Timothy one seven says for God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. So this, this fear, this thing that the enemy keeps trying to uh, put on you to keep you stagnant is not of God. So you got to identify whatever it's not even say fear is not even it for you. And, or if you could even take a look at where your fear is rooted in, you know, maybe it was when you were younger, let's say you were younger and your parents let you quit at everything. So now when it comes to business, you quit before you can even get started because you were taught to be a quitter. So now you need to go back and fix that. Or let's say that you never were affirmed and you, and um, all you did was grow up and people told you that you couldn't be anything or you would never amount to anything. So now when you're trying to amount to something, you just keep getting, when it gets a little difficult, when this fear comes, now you just start getting, you start replaying these things that were told to you in your mind that's keeping you from going all the way to being a doer. We got to get to the root of what the issue is. For me, at this point, whenever I'm afraid of something, that's an indicator that God is about to do something amazing. That's an indicator that I'm exiting out of what I'm capable of doing in my own strength and and entering into God having his hand on something. That's the way I look at it now. So when it came to this tour, I told you in the beginning that I was afraid of this tour afraid of doing this tour I remember telling somebody I was like I don't know if I had like a birthday party in a past life that nobody showed up to but like doing something like this is scary to me but it's but then I have to ask myself so what's it going to be Tatum you going to be obedient or are you going to be disobedient because you scared you're going to let the devil win I I personally on a mission to like square up with the enemy and defeat him in anything he tries to do in my life so whenever I feel like I might um I feel like oh the enemy about to win you about to let fear get over you that gives me for some reason like a second wind to fight through the fear um but anyway when it came to this tour I was like I'm afraid but I'm gonna do it because I it's not about me it's about what God wants to do yeah you may be scared to launch this business but it's not about you It's about what he wants to do through you. It's about how he wants you to impact those people that are going to be your customers and your clients. It's about how he wants you to create a new life for your children. It's about how he wants you to provide opportunities to your family members. It's not about the fear. It's just that the enemy loves to make something seem bigger than what it is. Fear is just an indicator that you're not doing something in your own strength. And, The only way that you can guarantee that what you're going to do is that what you're going to do is going to be successful is if it's in alignment with what God wants. So if you're exiting out of that that realm of you being strong enough or qualified to do it and getting into that unqualified space, you need to count it as joy because that means that God is about to do something amazing. So, again, you guys identify where that that roadblock is. Is coming from when God told me to change the podcast and basically change everything going from doing consulting to shutting everything down that was scary I was like God what do you mean shut this down I've been building this for a while now I'm I'm got I've gotten that momentum I'm building up my clientele my find my income my finances I'm finally building up and looking great like what do you mean shut that down I'm 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 climbing up and God said shut that down And I'll tell you what to do. God didn't tell me that I will have this podcast will start reaching millions of people. He didn't tell me that I was going to be an author. He didn't tell me that I was going to do these things, that I was going to impact so many lives. He didn't tell me that. He told me to stop doing what I was doing and he'll tell me what to do next. And I had to make a decision. Was I going to be obedient? Was I going to be a doer? Or was I going to stay with what made me comfortable? And I made a decision that not my will and uh, let God's will be done in my life. And I had to do it. I shut everything down. I continued on with my contract obligations of those that I was working with. And then I, I shut that down and I waited and I listened and it was scary as I don't know what, because the enemy tried to tell me, who do you think you are? you don't, you're not qualified to do this. You're not qualified to, to talk about God. You're not qualified to pour into people in this way. Like all I ha- all God needed me to do was be obedient. Now we have something like the blessed and boss of society where I make more money than I made working with clients and I'm able to just do what God told me to do. And it's way more fulfilling. So now after trusting God uh, over a year ago, or almost two years ago to just be obedient to what he said to now not missing a beat, not missing, um, a bill, like being able to be well taken care of. And he's, and this is only the beginning of what he's going to have for me. If I would have known this back then, I probably would have been more okay with, um, saying yes to God, but it was a test. Tatum, who, who you going to choose your will or, or, or God's will? It was a test. The scriptures that I read earlier talk about how Abraham, uh, Abraham, Jesus, Abraham was tested. Was he going to give up this son that he waited so long for that? He prayed so hard for that. He loved so much. Was he going to sacrifice that son? Because God said so. And once God said that, once God saw that he would, and he passed that test, that's when God made a covenant with him that all of his descendants will be blessed. So for those of you who are allowing fear to keep you paralyzed, to keep, to, to make you abort these visions while they're full term, you got to identify what the root of that is so that you can fix it. And then after you identify where these, whatever roadblock, it may not just be fear, but whatever roadblocks, it may be a poverty mindset that may be what's blocking you from getting to the next level. It may be a poverty mindset. You know how to make money, but you don't know how to keep it. You know how to increase your income, but you don't know how to decrease your expenses. It may be the fact that you feel like you got a stunt for the gram, that you got to have all the, the Chanel bags and all of these things to prove that you're successful, as opposed to just allowing um, the hand of God on your life to speak for itself. Maybe that's what's the roadblock that's holding you back. I don't know what it is, but you got to put everything down and spend some time with yourself and with God so that you can figure out what these roadblocks are so that you don't stay in this state and you're able to become a doer and move into the things that God has for you. But again, after after you identify what those things are, then it's time to create a plan to work through them. So I told you guys, I tell you like the little hacks that I do when it comes to my, to, to myself. Like I knew that when God was moving me into doing things more ministry specific, um, I didn't want to do that. It was scary because I didn't feel qualified to be in nobody's pulpit. I didn't feel qualified to be talking about God. I I didn't, I was, in, I was exiting out of that territory of things that I thought I was capable of doing. And so though, because I understood that I would just be like, no, I would shrink back into my shell if something got, um, if I got into that scary place. I decided that you know what, Tatum, you're just gonna say yes and figure it out later. So, if somebody like my pastor would ask me, Hey, Tatum, can you speak on tithes and offering, which is like maybe a three to five minute little uh talk or whatever in the pulpit, I just say yes. Or when he said, Can you um do the sermon on whatever Sunday, I just say yes and worried about oh my God, I can't believe I just said yes later. <laughs> so that was my way of, of working past things that would might've kept me stagnant. If I would've thought about it, then I would've gave the enemy time to run rampant on my mind and, and feeding me all of these lies about why I couldn't do it. But because I just said yes, And I was like, well, God, I already said yes, because I'm not the type of person that would really be like, yeah, and then be like, well, no, I'm not going to do it. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So because I already said yes, I knew that I had to do it. So then I was in my prayer closet like, "Uh, God, I told him I was going to do this. What we really finna talk about on Sunday And then God began to pour into me. And then y'all heard the sermon. Y'all know it turned out well. But figuring, you have to figure out or create plans or workarounds to overcome it. I told you when it came to the podcast, because I wasn't comfortable with this being blessed and bossed up podcast, I wouldn't listen back to it. Because if I listen back to it, then the enemy would just feed my minds about feed these thoughts into my mind about how I'm unqualified to be doing this. And I probably would have went back to doing things the old way. So I created workarounds or created plans that pushed me through any roadblock that I had. You have to do the same thing for yourself. What's blocking you and how can you work around it? And then number two, so number one is uh, to becoming a doer is you identify what those roadblocks are. And then number two, you need to find out what's feeding those roadblocks. Because if you create, it's counterproductive for you to identify the, the, the roadblocks, create a plan around them without eliminating the things that feed it. Because otherwise, it's going to keep happening. They're going to, The roadblocks are going to keep building back up if you don't take away its food supply. And sometimes it's people. Sometimes it's the people in your life. When God, I keep using Abraham as an example, when God told Abraham to leave, he said, leave your family. So it sometimes it's our families. When I was becoming a full-time entrepreneur, I didn't tell my family anything because I didn't have time for being practical. I didn't have time for them telling me what I should and shouldn't be doing. I was being obedient to what God told me to do. God told me it was time for me to leave. So I decided to be obedient and leave. I didn't have time to be hearing somebody say, well, how much money do you have saved or what things that are reasonable, but I was doing something in faith and I, that would just feed the negativity that would just feed the roadblock, the fear that I didn't, that I wasn't ready. But if God told me to leave at that time, then I was ready so um yeah you have to take away the things that's feeding whatever the roadblock is sometimes it's stuff like social media where you see other people being living their best life and and you're looking at these other highlight reels and you're seeing how people are so successful those you see people posting their income reports and you haven't made that much now you feel in a certain type of way and you want to just give up or you're seeing people traveling and you're unable to travel right now for whatever reason and now you're feeling some type of way whatever it is that's feeding these roadblocks, get rid of it. Because we don't have time. We are on assignment. We don't have time to be playing around. We have to get things done. We have to become doers. There's the I, I always use Peter, 1 Peter 5 and 8. The enemy is walking around like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. We don't have time to be stagnant. We have things that we need to birth. We have light that we need to bring into this world. We have impact that we need to make. We have money that we need to make so that we can be able to bless others and change our family. We don't got time to just be hearers of the word. We got to cross over into being doers. So after you identify what's feeding those roadblocks, create a plan and stop being fed. Stop telling your friends and family what it is that you're about to do. God didn't give them that vision, so how can you expect them to be feeling uh, to be all gung ho about it? If it's, if they don't understand it, it's not anything. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them or they're bad. They don't get it. It's not for them to get. So why are we trying to convince them of it? Get off social media. You talking about, oh, I need to be on social media for my business. You don't even have a business yet. So why are you tripping off social media? Get the foundation right first. Then you can worry if, if social media is even something you need to be on. So we, we have to create a plan. That, uh, uh, that eliminates the food supply. But these roadblocks, maybe it's you, you have bad time management. What is it that you're wasting your time on every day? Eliminate it so that you can carve out more time to spend with God and carve out more time to work on your business. And then number three, so number one was we have to identify the roadblocks. Number two, identify what's feeding the roadblocks and get rid of them. And then number three is we have to study the word. So Joshua 1 and 8 says, study th- this book of instruction continually. Meditate it, meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you be, pro- will you pop, I cannot talk, only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. So here go these words again. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. If you want to Uh, become a doer you have to meditate on the word day and night it's telling you exactly what to do study this book of instruction continually not just on Sundays not just on Mondays when you listen to this podcast that's Sunday through Sunday study this book of instruction continually meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to obey everything written in it only then These words, only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. If you want to prosper and succeed in all that you do, study the book of instruction continually. The Bible is, we talked about last week, I said, we can't build kingdom businesses on worldly principles. These are the biblical principles that we're going to need in order to prosper and succeed in all that we do. So you have to study the word of God. I was praying for somebody recently, usually when I'm in my prayer closet sometimes, and I don't remember if I said this on the show um, or not. If I did, y'all gonna hear the story again. But I was praying in my prayer closet and usually when that happens, um, usually when I'm praying, other people will come to mind and I'll just pray for them. So I was praying for somebody that I know And, um, God gave me scriptures to send to them. And he told me to tell them, he told me to give them this exact scripture to, to, um, which is Joshua one eight. And he told me that the thing that she's struggling with is surrendering to God. And there's another scripture I gave her was be still and know that I'm God. And it's really hard to do that when there's a lot of things that are physically going on in your life. And so the instruction that God gave me to give her was to write down everything that was burdening her because he wanted her to, to practice to become a doer at casting her cares on Him, So he said to write down everything that was burdening her, then to find scriptures that spoke against it. So she was struggling with um, anxiety to find things about peace. If she was struggling with um, fear to find things that, that speak to that. And then uh, after she wrote down each scripture to meditate on it day and night, To take it like medicine twice a day. In the morning, you read these things out. In the evening, you read these things out so that it can get into our heart. That's how you become a doer. You study the word continuously. Whatever these roadblocks are, find scriptures that speak to them and meditate on it day and night. So then what happens is you start to program yourself to focus on what God said and not what you see. You start to program yourself instead of going on allowing your insecurities to dictate what you do to allowing the word of God to dictate what you do. Then you what you'll begin to see as you do these things over time is that you're that you'll start to become planted and rooted in the word of God and your and then you will start to bear much fruit. So point number three is you guys is we have to study the word of God. And I, and I'm repeating the instructions for her because I feel like this will really help a lot of you guys as well, who are trying to, to who want to um, be doers of the word, but don't know how that's where you start. Write down those things that burden you find scriptures that speak to them and take it like a prescription twice a day. uh, Think about these things continuously. If you got, um, take them little sticky notes and post them around your house, reminding yourself of these things. If you, um, let's say your money is running low and you're not able to feed your family like you're supposed to. And every time you look in the refrigerator, you get a little bit sad because you want to do more and you can't write those. Those are one of the things you write down and find scriptures about and post it on your refrigerator. If you're at work and work is a place of stress for you because you want to be a full-time entrepreneur and you're just waiting for God to give you the green light to take the leap of faith, write those scriptures down, put it on your monitor at work. So you're constantly reminding yourself about what he said. And eventually by doing these little practical things, eventually you'll start to feel the burden get lighter. So even though you're, 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 um, Situation may not change right away. The burden will become lighter. Your trust in God will become bigger. You'll now become a doer of the word because you're remembering the word. You didn't just hear it and forget about it. You're actually meditating on it day and night um, so that you can so that you can prosper and succeed in all that you do. And, um, another way to do this, another practical thing is to utilize Bible studies right now in the blessed and bossed up society, we're doing a Bible study. I'm not going to tell you what it is, of course join Blessed and Bossed of Society. But right now we're doing a Bible study and it's so impactful for us. And I love Bible studies. It's something that I do in my personal time when I'm trying to dive deeper into the word. Um, The one that I can remember off the top of my head was I did one on the book of Jeremiah. I felt like God was really taking me to Jeremiah a lot. And it's interesting because now I feel like I need to go back to Jeremiah, but for a different reason. When I first was studying Jeremiah, it was because God was trying to to reconfigure or change my definition of success. He wanted to show me that success was pleasing him and not everything that I had figured out. Cause my definition of success was like freedom of my time, um, freedom from money. I wanted nice things. I wanted to be able to just live my best life. Like I had all of this, this beautiful description painted of what success was, but God wanted to, to correct me and show me success is just pleasing me jeremiah was successful he didn't have anything but he was successful because he was obedient and did what, what god said so that was the lesson that god wanted me to learn but i had to break down jeremiah and do this bible study in order for me to to internalize that now i need to go back because god wants to use me as a mouthpiece for him so I have to. so i i'm going to probably go back and redo it but from a different perspective now but yeah bible studies help a lot you can find them on amazon um Let's say you want to study the life of David, you can go to like lifeway.com, or I usually buy mine off of Amazon because of Prime. Um, and just search for things that uh, search for different Bible studies that appeal to what it is that you're going through to help you really better digest the word of God. So that was number three. And then the last thing is and be intentional, so slow down. And be intentional. Y'all remember back in the day, like maybe like in the 90s, they used to um, sell these What Would Jesus Do bracelets. So a lot of people would wear these, and it was pretty much a message or a reminder th- for you throughout your day to day life whenever you face a decision of What Would Jesus Do. It was, it was supposed to be a moment where you stop and reflect it to make sure that you were acting. Um, that you were behaving in a godly manner as opposed to whatever it is that your flesh wanted to do and so um as I was making my notes for this I thought about that and that's the same thing that we need to do um I'm not saying go buy what would Jesus do bracelet but if that's what you need to do in order to be reminded um to be intentional and slow down then go ahead and do that but um we have to remember that anything that we do fast causes damage. So I like to use an example. If I was to run my car into a pole at 50 miles per hour, I would total my car, I would probably hurt myself. But if I was to run my car into a pole at one mile per hour, I'll ding it up a little bit and I would be fine. Probably won't even, the airbag probably won't even deploy. So it's so important that we slow down and be intentional. You're not going to become a doer overnight when you've been a procrastinator your whole life, like you're not going to become a doer overnight when you're used to quitting, when you're used to giving up when things get tough. So we have to take things one day at a time. Matthew six thirty four says, uh, so don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Remember this scripture. I think a lot of us, what keeps us stagnant or what allows fear to have its way is we think too far ahead. We thinking about if a year from now, what things are going to look like, or we thinking about two weeks from now, we're thinking about what the bills are going to be like. We're, we're constantly worried about something that has nothing to do with today. And that, then it, it becomes all of these things in our mind. And it just causes more problems than if we were to just take things one day at a time, like this scripture says. So point number four, becoming a doer is to slow down and be intentional. You're not going to be perfect tomorrow. But if you make a decision that every single day, I'm going to be obedient, every single day, I'm going to meditate on a word day and night, every single day, I'm going to add some works to my faith, then you'll still then you'll be able to look back and see how far you've so that's going to wrap up today's episode. Um, we're at the 45 minute mark. So I'm not going to ask, answer any questions this week. But if you want me to answer your questions on the next podcast episode, you can shoot me an email Tatum at or you can send me a DM and I will be sure to answer your questions. Don't forget to sign up for my audio devotional. Um, the link to that is in the show notes. Don't forget to save your coins for this tour. We are going to D.C., Atlanta, Dallas, and Chicago. So call your girls, figure out what st- what city you're going to and save your coins because the tickets will be on sale very, very soon. And this event will most definitely sell out in Jesus' name. So I will, that wraps up today's episode. I will talk to you guys next week.